What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. Morning, everybody. Morning, guys. Hi, everyone. Super Dave, you had last week off, and Brother Dave, I think you had the last two podcasts off. I did. Not the last two weeks off, but yeah, yeah, not... We skipped the one <laughs> podcast, and then I was gone last week like Super Dave, but oh, I was right. also gone. The one before. Yeah, the one oh, before. If you back up yeah. in time, I was gone last week, here the yeah. week before, but we didn't do a podcast, and then gone the week oh, before that. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah. So I've yeah, been, I missed two then. I'm kind of out of touch. So you're like a podcast virgin today? I'm kind of a born-again virgin. I just feel he's going to have a lot of stuff built up to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, are we going to pull his cork and just let him? Right. He had his razor knife out earlier. We'll just <laughs> going unplugged. <laughs> just kidding. Guys want to do the Pledge of Allegiance? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. All right. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good stuff. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just the opinion of the four men in this room. Nice. Perfect. Episode 41. Jim, I know you already have an idea, but you guys want to guess how we did last week? Yeah, and I think it was all because of me, Jim. I'm just, I'm just saying, didn't have anything to do with Linda or Ryan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think they rocked it. They're like, brother Jim's coming back on. We're gonna listen. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses, Soup? Yeah, you told me like. Uh... Oh, if I told well, that's you not a guess. Guess. If he told you, <laughs> I forget though. <laughs> I must have not been all listening. All right, before you throw well. a number out, I'm gonna guess because yeah. he didn't tell me. Let's go over I'm, under for a cheeseburger. I'm, I'm gonna go with because it was episode 41. I'm gonna go with 411. Downloads. Son of a gun. <laughs> 411. That's that's my number. I'm winging it, man. Wow. Last week we had 411 downloads. No way. No way. I just added a one. It just like felt right. And we have 13,839 total downloads. Wow. So, wow. so cool. the 411, I thought we discussed it. How is that? Does that fit like third or second or something, Jam? Do you remember? For first week listens, it's definitely top three. Oh, I good. would say. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks, Linda and Ryan. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, great job. Thank you. You guys been paying attention to the news? The local news? <laughs> we got two it, inches of rain yesterday. We did. Dave, uh, I'm cluing you. This is going to be his joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. Well, so uh, you're going to ruin our total, our downloads, and now you're going to ruin my dad jokes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, a shop assistant fought off the armed robber with his labeling gun. Police are now looking for a man with a price on his head. <laughs> oh, I would have got him. Funny. I would have got him on that. You would have. So, you would have. Definitely. It's time for the dad joke challenge. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm going to jump in there because I, you Perfect. know, all you guys, we, we have, just so everyone knows, we kind of have this internal, not debate, but kind of hack on each other about phones are like politics. Right? You're either one way or the other. And what I mean by that is you're either iPhone or Android. Right? You're, there is Absolutely. no. Absolutely. I don't know many people we joke in between. About that right? All we the joke time. about it all the time. Like, like Super Dave will be in his office, like, oh, my phone doesn't do this. And I'm like, oh, that's just iPhone, man. You'll just have to go get a new one. You know, need an update. Go get a new one. 
And, uh, you know, my phone won't do something. And they're like, oh, too bad you're not an iPhone. You know, so <laughs> if you guys can believe it, I broke down my, my speaker. My ear speaker's been messed up. I can't hear on my phone. And I, I'm, like, dreading getting a new phone. So I actually went to the iPhone store yesterday, last night after work. And I'm standing there, line of people. I'm, like, having to get a number. I'm, like, 25 people deep. And I'm thinking, is this, a, is this another? Have they... Have they released iPhone 1,999? Is that the new <laughs> iPhone out, right? And the next thing I know, two burglars bust in and they rob the place. I couldn't believe it. So does that make me an eyewitness? Oh. <laughs> uh, I knew you were never going to get an iPhone. <laughs> and I fixed my speaker yesterday too, Dave. <laughs> uh, you're just blowing out whatever. Well, I did that, and it plugged it. It ah. made it worse, and then I took a wire brush to it. Ah. And I cleaned out all the little like holes in there. Huh. And Mikey watched me do it, and he goes, maybe that's what's the matter with mine. And I took it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, I bet you his was just solid. You couldn't even see any holes. Yeah, we, you can actually lay your phones, both of them. We can lay his or mine down, and you can actually hear the people speak through the earpiece now <laughs> like it's on speakerphone. I'm like, wow, that works really well. You get all the crap out of there. I might have to try that. I mean, I did buy my AirPods because I can't use my speaker anymore. But yeah. yeah. So that's not an Android problem. It's an Android and iPhone mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. yeah, I tried blowing mine out. It didn't work. So yeah, yeah I'll give that a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. John has this wicked cool little brass huh. toothbrush. Oh, cool! So it's super fine little wire and won't hurt the face of the nice. the phone or anything like that. Yeah, it worked really well. Nice. Learning something new. Yeah. Well, because your speakers don't work, I'm not sure you heard about this. <laughs> I thought my jokes were kind of bad, but that one, Dave, that was it. So, did you guys hear what happened to the five dollar bill when he walked into the bar? No. He got yelled at because it's a singles bar. Oh. <laughs> Boom. My eyewitness Ryan, one was Ryan, way better. Ryan filled in with that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, funny. he was giving us the, the sound effects last week. Uh, oh, yeah, he did do that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I, this is um, courtesy of one of our guys, and I believe it was Big Country that gave me this one, and it was really good. <clears throat> Actually, it might have been Andy. I can't remember. Well, big countries jokes are usually rated R. Well, this isn't that. Okay. They're similar. I can see how you could confuse the two guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, why does the Norwegian Navy have barcodes painted on their ships? Why? <laughs> because when they get back into port, they can scan the Navy in. Uh, <laughs> creative. I love that. That's awesome. That's I, think, I think that was Andy. Yeah, that is awesome. Scan the Navy in, yeah. huh? That is a good one. Right? Nice job. New drivers. We got Ray Remigio, Jose Flores. Then we got Marco Gutierrez starting in the wash bay this week. And mm -hmm. then Marshall Peterson. He's back just helping out over at Yard 23. So. Yep. Absolutely welcome true. back, Marshall, and welcome to the to the fleet and to the Washbury guys. Yeah, yeah welcome yep. everybody. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Is Marshall just running some equipment over there? Yeah, yeah, he's yes. just running a loader. Uh, he still works for Fiori. Fiori's right. just gotten rained out a couple times, and, yeah. and so he's just yeah helping out, which is great. I mean, cool. just to call and ask if he could help out, perfect. Okay. He's pretty good at that too. Yeah, yeah, he can run a piece of equipment. Absolutely, yeah. that's yep. cool. Before we get too much further, we just want to wish Dustin Romero a get well soon. 
he uh, either broke his foot or dislocated his foot, but yeah, it's not good. He had, sur- I mean, he had surgery to fix it. It was bad enough, right? Yeah. This is what we're getting at. Yeah, he yeah. got the pins. And we, and, yeah, yeah, we've seen some pictures, and you don't have to send them to us anymore. Dustin. <laughs> 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 it looks he, painful, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he made me laugh yesterday because he just went back to the doctor and got a cast off. And he said, I was feeling fine till they took the cast off. And I looked at it, and he said, then it hurt like hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the picture, it hurts like hell. So yeah. did they recast it? They will recast it. They yeah. were checking to see to make sure there was no infection. Everything looked good. good. Um, <laughs> Everything that's looked a, good. That's a lie. None <laughs> of that looked look good. good. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, you need to go back. <laughs> I was telling Jim that the pins coming out of the top of his foot reminded me I broke my hand. I had two pins coming out of my knuckle, and then they put the cast over it. And then every time I bumped my cast, it would hit the pins Ooh. it would take me right down to my knees every mm. time it was it was miserable mm-hmm. yeah so i hope he doesn't bump that foot too much yeah oh, right man. it'll make a grown man cry that's yeah. i mean just imagine yeah it's, I, yeah i did yeah, stub your toe Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stubbing your foot <laughs> yeah you might as well just stick a knife in it so. yeah celebrations anniversaries veronica Ariola hits her one year Nice. She actually, yeah, she actually uh, made enchiladas for everybody yesterday, mm. and then she also wrote an awesome thank you card. Let me read that real quick, and then we'll get on. But she said, uh, "Thank you all. Thank you for giving me this great opportunity one year ago. In this past year, I have learned a lot of new things, and especially such great people. Thank you for everything and for having such a wonderful company." Parentheses family, Veronica Ariola, double O thirty eight. So. You're welcome, Veronica, and thank you for an uh, absolute great one year of service. Absolutely. Yep, she's actually... Uh, in, the, in the grub. Yeah, she's a leader. She's she's kind of set the pace for <clears throat> excellence. Right. So, yeah, great yeah, job. No I just love her attitude. She is just so uh, happy and thankful every day. Just yeah. the attitude. Uh, she gets it. Like, you hear her call in the shop. It's precise. It's, here's what I got. She listens. I mean, the, the whole thing is great. So great job, Veronica. Absolutely. Thank you, Veronica. <clears throat> and then uh, August 20th, this Saturday, Oswaldo and myself have our four-year anniversaries. Wow. Yeah, yeah. congratulations yeah. to congratulations. you both. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I haven't figured out. Last year, we went to Sushi for anniversary. This year, it's on a Saturday. I'm off the next couple of days, so we'll have to do a rain check or something, but I got to take Oswaldo yeah. out. Well. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations nice. to you yeah. both. Both of you, a couple of leaders, just like you mentioned yep. about Veronica. Couple warriors. Thank you. Yeah, yep. warriors, yep. He's like my work wife. <laughs> 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 just kidding, Canelo. Don't be me. <laughs> Birthdays. Yesterday was Cisco's Reza's birthday, and then tomorrow is Hugh, Hugh Lee's birthday. Ah, happy birthday, guys. Oh, yeah. and then I added in, don't don't let me forget, Jose Flores, he just started, so I just noticed his birthday is also this Saturday. Oh, oh very so cool. I, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just started <clears throat> Monday, so. Yep. Family birthday celebrations. Man, Leo Montez, he's got a busy week. So uh, Monique Montez, I believe that's his wife. She had a birthday on the 12th. And then Adamari Montez, she has a birthday on the 18th. So wow. happy birthday, girls. And yeah. then another big birthday, also on my anniversary, is my daughter Bella's birthday. So happy birthday. Daddy loves you. We're going to have a great weekend. 
Happy birthday, Bella. Happy birthday, Bella. Happy birthday, everybody. <clears throat> we're doing an uh, adventure birthday weekend. Uh, we're going to take her to the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo on Saturday. And then Sunday, I can't say what we're going to do because it's a surprise. But Ooh. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, have fun, Bella. Happy yep. birthday. She's eight. Right, she's gonna be eight. Yeah, eight. Yep. yeah. I got first. She acts eighteen. So <laughs> I was gonna say that's she, eight going on eighteen. Right, she, that's easy. Yeah, so smart, so cunning. She does this English accent now. I, I don't know where it come from, but she'll just start talking like she's from England, and I'm like, <laughs> and she does it good. It's like convincing. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had some thank you cards for their birthdays. First, Kelly Leroy's wife. Um, actually sent us a text message thanking us for a one-year anniversary carding gift. That was for Leroy's anniversary. And then uh, Lori Domenico sent us a card. Who's got Lori Domenico's card? Is that you, Soup? Uh, yeah. You want to read that? Sure. Sure. So <clears throat> she just says to the JFW family, thank you so much for the Amazon gift card for my birthday. It is the perfect gift. Of course it is. <laughs> and I will enjoy using it. I always enjoy spending my money on Amazon as well. <laughs> right? <laughs> I appreciate your thoughtfulness. Thanks again. Nice. Sincerely, Lori Domenico. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Glad, glad we can do that. Yeah. Who do you have? I have Laurel Moore, John's wife. Oh, yeah. Let's read that one. Uh, this is from uh, Laurel Moore, big John's wife. Uh, it says to the JFW leadership team, I have worked in a leadership team role for many years, and one of the concepts I have learned early on is that creating a culture that recognizes employees leads to improved quality and retention. I want to let you know that recognizing John on his anniversary, his five-year anniversary, meant so much to him. The coat was amazing, and he is proud of it. John appreciates all that you have done for him, and I appreciate it as well. Thank you so much for the card and gift for his anniversary. And mostly, thank you for caring about John. Regards, Laurel Moore. Very nice. Right? Very nice. And then, Jim, you have a card from... I have, I have Diana's, uh, Dennis's wife, Dennis Viscara's wife. Yeah, let's see yeah, that. Yeah, just before I read it, I mean, listen to those guys, you know, just to... We, we do this, I don't know, to be different. We send out the birthdays, and we're mm -hmm. trying to do that and show everybody we're better. And, you know, I know that's going to be part of the podcast. We've discussed this, but... For people to take the time mm. and write it, it's just it, yeah. you know, fills my heart and and that's a lost not, art. Yeah, a lost art, and it's it not is. necessary either. Right. I mean, we we appreciate it, and I guess that's what that's what we're trying to read these to re-recognize those people for the effort they've made, and and how much how nice to just have this flow. I guess as as I I don't know how to how to say it. You know, it's just nice. It is nice. It also makes me feel like what we're doing is impactful. Yeah. So it's like reaffirming that, that we're yeah. doing something Maybe. good. But you're talking about the flow, and here's a, here's a funny story about your daughter Erica and James. So they had their wedding reception right at the house. We sent them something. Well, we get a thank you card from Erica, but it's also got a gift card in it. So it's like a thank you card and a thank you gift. So I'm like, now we got to send her a thank you card for the, <laughs> <laughs> because of the flow, right? right? How yeah. will it end? Yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, that's above and beyond to send a thank you gift card for a gift. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't, you know, we thanked them. Happy birthday. They thanked us. Right. We're thanking them again, right? But, well, and there was like, uh, 
uh, JR's, JR's girlfriend, Ellen, mm-hmm. right? She ended up bringing us, what was it, like a fruit fruit basket or something like that? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 the, yeah exactly, Jam. Yeah. It was just in the letters here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. Awesome. So, yeah, let me read Diana's right quick. So it says, Dear JFW family, I received a letter in the mail today from JFW. To my surprise, it was a birthday card for my JFW family. I truly love the idea of all the signatures. It made me feel special. And, you know, again, how, how special is that? So I've been with the JFW family for quite a few years. So I looked it up, and Dennis celebrates 18 years coming up in September here. So a couple wow. weeks, all right? Um, I have watched them grow. I have had the pleasure of knowing Mr. and Mrs. White, Janet, and Jackie. I remember when Dennis first started at JFW, we used to have Christmas parties in their garage. I remember Dennis and Pup sneaking off to get a keg of beer. Then we had them at the steakhouse, and then we uh, put us back in between the kitchen and the bathrooms. I think that's where that's where we moved to the Eagles Club, she says down here. Uh, that was when Marty and Dixie introduced us to the Eagles. No matter where we had them, they were always so much fun. Jim and Dave have always made us feel like family. Please keep doing what you do. It is much appreciated. I am proud to say my husband works for JFW. Thanks, Diana. Ah, that's so, awesome. Right? I mean, yeah, good good stuff. Hard to actually read those without getting a little choked up. Yeah, yeah. sure. Got to, like, read vast so right? I, don't, I don't think <laughs> right? about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shout outs. Russ Murphy's very popular, this podcast. Russ must be doing some good things out there. So... Gene Freeman wants to give Russ Murphy a shout-out for helping him get unstuck at Yard 23 yesterday. Oh, nice. Yep, he went to go pick up a trail over there. It sounds like he got stuck. And it's funny because in a text message he said, I think Russ thought I was new, but that's okay. I needed the help. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And then Austin Lovejoy uh, wanted to give a shout-out to Russ Murphy because he gave Austin a windshield wiper at a red light. So... Russ to the rescue again. <laughs> Man, I can picture Russ just because I've known him for so years. You know, setting the brakes, jumping out, running. Yep. That's why we nickname him Crane because right? he, he runs with those big steps. Yeah. That's funny. And then John Moore wanted to give a shout-out to the leadership team at JFW for the very generous JFW five-year anniversary jacket and anniversary shirt. It's hard to believe that it has been five years. I have to say how impressed that I am on how the leadership team handles all they have to handle. It's not only how they handle things when everything is going right, though it's especially meaningful to see how they handle things when the chips are down and things aren't going right. Thank you for all that you do. Sincerely, Big John, 0035. Very cool. Good stuff. Thanks, John. Absolutely. Congratulations, too, on your anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Five years went by fast, didn't it, John? That's what we talked about that last week a little bit. Super Dave was just it's one year, five years, it's it's fast, it's it's yeah, it's just slow and yet <laughs> it's fast and yeah. uh, all rolled into one. You can't believe how you know, time is weird. Yeah, yeah. Just period. I yeah, mean, we're that's marking a, the end of summer already. Right? I mean I don't I know, know if that's an age thing. Maybe maybe we're not appreciating the time enough when you're age because it's you know you're not excited for christmas or <laughs> like a little kid the older you get the quicker it goes I mean, yeah my mom always told me that you know when you're like 15 you can't wait to be 16 you know it takes forever because you're excited to get your license yeah. boy 
when you're 60, geez, time goes by like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because you move so slow? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, right? When you're a kid, Christmas couldn't come fast enough. No. Right? It's like, oh my gosh, two weeks away? Yes. Summer vacations seem like forever. Yeah. And you were just talking about it so much. Before you know it, it's where Potter's already asking for the snow snow crew list right you know what i mean right. so, yeah we're yeah. literally 30 days off if you think about it i mean september is just around the corner and then october and we could get, have snow yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. crazy yeah cool what do you guys want to talk about today we don't really have an outline yeah i guess kind of like we mentioned before we started jam is uh, you know i'd like to start it off as why we do the podcast you know i know we we make that introduction you know to talk about all, all things jfw but we yeah, I mentioned to you guys it's kind of like a priest or a pastor or something like that. He's he's preaching about the Bible. That's all he has to talk about is God, which I know is encompassing. It's a big subject, but you know when we're when we're preaching, when we're talking about it, we have we have the subject of trying to be better, and it, and it feels like we're it's the same message week after week after week, and yet it's it's so important. It's like you know, not tipping a trailer over or backing up and and being level. It's the what if that trailer tipped over? Right. What are we? What if we hurt somebody? What it mm-hmm. costs? Things like that. You know, and we we've done enough podcasts now. We've got enough feedback of trying to keep them positive. And you know, we've talked about a little political items, and we've mm-hmm. you know we've we've maybe jumped on people too much and maybe we've not praised enough people enough things I'm, i just was that was my thought for today is why why are we doing this are we, are we making a difference you asked that dave huh. true i mean we talk about that all the time being better and uh i is this impactful do people take it i mean i know we've gotten some criticism for some episodes being you know too one way or you know, hey, this was a great episode or, or whatever, you know, feedback is information and we take it and move on and, and you know, I'll say try and be better, but creative and, and come up with the more ideas and the more things to to talk about and discuss. But ultimately, when when you look at our creed and everything, everything is together and everything is to be better. Well, when we have an incident, you know, and we've talked about it so many times on here, we went in and out of that entrance, you know, 6,000 times, but we hit the gate once. Well, once is still too many times. How did we, how did we go through the other six thousand times and not hit it? You know. So how do we perfect that? How do we how do we perfect that craft? How do we how do we hone that skill? How do we make that art? You keep working on it, Dave. Right. And the only way to keep working on it is <laughs> yeah. We talk about it. Well, right. So criticism is good, right? It is because if it you is. don't have any, you won't be able to learn and yeah. grow. Yeah. And I mean, just with football season coming. You watch any interview of a quarterback after a game, win or loss. You know, there's they always have more things to say that they could have done better in a loss, right? Like, you know, oh, we 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 needed better blocking, or you know, we weren't good better on special tackling, teams, right? Sure. But even when it's a win, you know, you, you sit back and you look at all some of the old reels from Peyton Manning, and he's like, well, yeah, we won, but uh, you know, we have. Uh, we need to tighten up our blocking on the left side or yeah i mean there was you know there's always room for improvement right right? there's always room for improvement and i guess that's the purpose of the podcast yeah no matter how good things are or, or or whatnot you know and this is this is the fine line of where are we criticizing 
You know, are we taking and, and focusing on that negative where we need to be saying, hey, we went in and out of that gate 6,000 times. Great job. Here's the deal, though. If you can't be coach, it's going to be hard to be better. Ah, good point. You know what I mean? So, and we, we criticize ourselves, too. I mean, how many times do we sit around this table up here thinking about how we could do something better? Right. You know, how many times have you guys come to me and been like, hey, Jam, like, you know, can you handle this? Can you follow up on that? Or same thing. So it's it's not like if you guys came to me and I was offended, I'd be offended all day long. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. That's that's a great one. I <clears throat> just had, I talked about it last week, but had my 40th uh, high school reunion and had some really good friends that live in Florida uh, come in. And uh, he was talking about his son-in-law. And uh, he actually coached his son-in-law in baseball, not knowing that he'd end up marrying his daughter. Right. But uh, he was, you know, 6'3 in high school, left-handed pitcher, pitched a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, you know, would, you know, had some prospects, easily play college ball and stuff like that. But when, when he hit somebody or if he accidentally hit somebody, it really tore the kid up. Huh. You know, I, I need to pitch better than that. I didn't, you know, nobody, ne- there's not a baseball pitcher that, well, intentionally hits somebody i'm sure (laughs) that happens come on now right right he just chuck just said he fell apart he took that so personally and yet on top of that chuck said as the head coach was a yeller so not only was the kid busted up on himself but the coach we gotta throw strikes out here we can't be doing that you can't hit anybody we need strikes if you're not gonna throw strikes you're out you know and (laughs) you you talk about coaching jam what what coaching are, are we bringing? What, how many styles can we adapt? Do we need to yell at you guys? You know, it's, my we, dad, I've said it before. My dad used to say some people need a pat on the back. Some people need a kick in the ass. <laughs> some people need both. Right. You know, and I'm not opposed to both. But, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on the situation and the person. But I want to back up because you had mentioned you know, a pastor. He's going to preach about God every week because that's what he's going to preach about. Right. Right. And there's a pastor out there called Tullian Chudvigian, if I pronounce his name right. And Say that again? Tullian, T-U-L-I-N. Okay. Um, I can't spell his last name, but it's like Tijit, Tijit. No, I can't say it. <laughs> Tullian T. <laughs> <laughs> well, pastors have different styles of, of preaching, too. Well, this guy, every week, he pre- preaches about grace and love. Every single week, Right. And even one week he said it, you know what? You need to hear it every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So same thing. Like that I can't so imagine true. I don't know, how old is the Creed? Five years old? Almost Six, older now. Seven yeah. years old? Yeah, I think yeah. Okay, so the, here we have a Creed at seven years old. I can't imagine in three years you guys look at each other and be like, you know what, our Creed's ten years old. We need a new Creed. The Creed is everlasting. The Creed yeah. that found that's the foundation of JFW. Mm-hmm. Right, and it doesn't need a change, and we need to keep preaching it. Is yeah. my opinion. Yeah, a- absolutely. I guess that's what. And then if if we'll lead to this, the notes we have under the discussion, me and Dave uh, went over to Yard Twenty Three yesterday, and uh, you know I know that just like we had the conversation about the trucks being stuck, and you know it's a work in progress. We're we're doing a lot. Fuel uh, tank got delivered yesterday, which looks awesome there to have fuel on site and that kind of stuff, but. As we drive in the gate, <clears throat> we have a big block that we painted yellow sitting over by a walk- uh, water spigot by the gate. But there's been a cinder block just sitting there off of it. So, you you know, it kind of pushes you around the gate a little more. And we've also used it for a door stop and that kind of stuff. And 
when me me and Dave drive in, it's ran over, you know, and it's smashed flat. It's driven into the sand. It's broke up. You know, nobody's picked up the pieces. And, and you know, you guys, it's, you know, it's not like the truck that showed up to fix the loader ran over it. It's one of our trucks with the wide base tires that smashed it flat. You know it's one of our guys. They missed the fence by about, what, Dave, two foot, foot maybe? Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> then we drive over by the where the trucks are parking, and uh, one of the guys had not waited or checked to make sure he was full of air and drug the trailer through the sand and dragging the trailer. And you think to yourself, is that where... Is that where me and Dave are just hyper vigilant, or you know, can we preach about this? Can we talk about this? And, and you said it just a second ago, Dave. How do we how do we stop them? How do we teach them from running over stuff or seeing stuff? And this wasn't backing up. This was driving out. It's in front of you, <laughs> right? You know, and it, and it is a six inch, twelve inch tall cinder block. And, and the thing is, is, you know, maybe we got, got it with a tire, so it's no big deal. But if we knocked it over and it was on one of the peats over there, you know the bumper hit it. Right. You know, did it slide under the oil pan? Did it slide under the... Axle. Axle. Did it hit a brake can? You know, or did it cut one of the tires on the inside? Nobody knows, and it's going to blow out later. It's, it's the what if and the... The, also, the expectation of being in so much of a hurry that you don't see what's in front of you, and you don't you you didn't see that when you drove in the yard, you know, in your personal car, you didn't see it the whole week you drove out, and so is this is this bitching? Is this harping? Is this like you know somebody's going to take offense at it? Is are we are we just talking the the same old crap again? I, but dragging your tires, you know, not mm-hmm. airing your tires up. Or your just tires gotta, up, your trailer up, yeah. sorry. Yeah, brakes release. I love what you said before. Um, you got to hear things every day. You know, you got to tell your loved ones that you love them every day. Right. You got you to gotta be told to be careful every day. You, you, so all of that, I think maybe a negative person might take it poorly, but a positive person will say, thanks i wasn't thinking of that and, and and you're right so then this is the other thing that leads me to dave you guys feel the same way i know i've talked to you and you know correct me if not but personally i get tired mm. of preaching that thing though dave when you know we had one of the trucks the other night come in with coors grain all over the tarp <laughs> like two wheelbarrows yeah, a, uh, a, lo- a lot, and I'm like, we've went over that, and went over that, and went over that, and the you know the the driver happened to say, you know, oh, I didn't think there was that much up there. Any? Well, that's 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 the craziest <laughs> statement. I didn't think there was that much up there. Well, two wheelbarrows full jam or a coffee can, Dave. <laughs> Either is too much. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't. The tarp goes up there. over the material, not under it. Yeah, Not so so am I just uh, you know an asshole because we're, we're we're kicking you all the time? That's what that's where that's where the but that's where we have to break the stigma of I'm just a truck driver. Yeah, you know, no, we're better than that. Yeah, 
we're a better company. We have better people. Yep. We're a better industry. But the only way to be better is to do better. Yep. You know, and the the I think it's so funny because you guys put the grain thing on the list over a week ago on Sunday when I was leaving town. I got all excited on a Sunday, like I'm coming down McIntyre and I make a left on 58, and I'm like, oh, there's a JFW truck, you know. Got my little cousin with me and Sam, and get on the road. And I'm like, oh my God, look at all that grain on the back of that tarp. And I, <laughs> I text Jam, I'm like, hey, who's working today? Who's in this truck? You know, Jam's like, why? What do you, you got a complaint or you see? Like, no, I'm looking at it, you know. And I couldn't get up next to him to get anybody's attention, right? And, they go one way on 70, and of course I'm going the other, and I, I'm trying to start my vacation with a sour taste in my mouth. And I guess the sour taste comes from Coors pays us to do the best job we can, and did we? Right? We have a, a we call it the the stairway to heaven, right under the chute where we load. Right, this great big rolling ladder where we can climb up. We've bought, I don't know how many rakes, that's a special rake that's like 30 inches wide to knock down the grain so we can tarp and not make a mess and cover the load. You know, and, and you can call it excuses, you can call it whatever. You know, we've gotten in trouble because we're brake checking because right there at the, at the load site where you're loading under the can, there's actually a basement below us. We've gotten in trouble because we've brake checked so hard that it's tearing up the concrete foundation under us, right? Well, we're not supposed to brake check. You know, that's the hardest thing on the trucks. We get alerts time and time again of a truck pulling forward and having such a harsh stop. Backwards is really bad on the brake system because they weren't designed, they're designed to work, but they're not designed to slam a load that way. Yeah, not backwards. Yeah, not backwards. And I'm just thinking, wait a minute. We didn't train anybody to do that. We didn't teach anybody to do that. We've provided the tools so that doesn't happen. We have these winch motors that are on the front of the trailer. And yes, just so everybody understands, that is a winch motor. It is designed to go on the front of a winch and winch vehicles out of a harm's way, through a ditch, from unstuck, whatever. That is a winch motor on the front of those tarps. So they will push through the material. But that's the problem. Why aren't we just doing our job? Why can't we pull that stairway out? We run back there, we rake down the pile, and we tarp, and we go. We look badass, right? No one's going to, you know, when you look at it from Coors point of view, I'm not going to go to a liquor store, look at a 12-pack of Coors that the carton is all torn and ragged and beat up, and look at one that's perfectly fine. Which one are you going to buy? Perfectly fine. Absolutely. You're not going to buy the one that has crap all over it and the cardboard's all ruined and the face is all marred off of it and it's got a can leaking out of it, right? It happened what? to me the other day. I was picking up a box of Cheerios and it was all smashed and torn open. I didn't take that box. I right. took the one behind it. Right. I, I but, we're, but we're going out and creating <laughs> that service. Right. Right. That's the best we can do. Yeah, I was just thinking about it as you were saying that and you brought up the cart and I was thinking, well, what if Coors, Budweiser, anybody sent out their beer and every every beer once in a while tasted bad yeah oh i didn't think it would taste that bad but <clears throat> right. it's it's okay yeah would you buy that product no no Be- because no. of one of their personnel yeah didn't want to test that vat or whatever you want to call it you yeah. know what I mean? didn't test that kettle they were like oh it it'll be fine the other 11 were good 
right? Right. That right? one will be fine. You know? Yeah. You know? And then, and then you know that kind of leads me as you're talking to that, Dave. Is you know we've had a couple of the the our newer uh, teammates. We've interviewed them in the morning, making sure everything's okay and who their trainer was and all that stuff. And the last couple guys we've talked to talked about their old jobs and how terribly they were treated and how they were ignored or how they you know they were just a number they were just a truck driver they were just this and and that and they really have a a disdain where they don't even trust us and we're trying to learn earn their trust I guess yeah and you know we don't want to be that other trucking company we don't want to be those guys every every team teammate here has believes in that as far as I know and but we got to have you guys helping us and that's where it it comes in that you know whether it's brushing off the grain or looking for the the cinder block in the road or making sure your trailer's aired up or making sure the trailer's level or you know all those straight on the ramp yeah you know looking at your pulling straight up and backing straight in uh you know honing your skills what 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 all can we do? What else what else can we bring to the deal before we we make a difference? Yeah, I like to think, and you've you've heard me say this. You know, JFW we're the big leagues, and we need everybody to play perfect all the time. Now, that's a big order, and mistakes happen. But look at look at a sports team. You know, if a guy drops a pass, and then another guy drops a pass, and then another guy drops a pass, now we're losing games. Right, that makes sense. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's a tall order to, to say we got to be perfect all the time, but there's there's foreseeable problems and avoidable mistakes, you know, where you just got to get up and look on top of that tarp. Or, you know, if you're not on your game for one minute, that's when you hit the block. And I've done it. You know, I've been off my game where I don't do something perfect, but yeah. it all it all adds up. And right. I think that's the point we're getting at. You know, we, we ruined a, a set of steps on a truck last week. <clears throat> that's $1,500. For that person, that driver is an excellent driver, right? We could brag about that driver all day long. That driver had an off moment, there's 1,500. Well, what if I jump in a truck and I have an off moment and I bend a bumper, there's 1,000 or 3,000 on a Freightliner, whatever. That all adds up and then the incidentals, they just take money out of our bottom line and that takes money away from the fleet and so on and so forth. It just all compounds. Yeah, we tore up a grill several weeks ago between two trucks. You know, had one truck roll into another truck at an intersection. Uh, was that six grand? That incident never should have happened. I think. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty close, yeah. Jim. Fifty-six hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. For just and that's just the grill shell, right? You know, and and yet talking about it, Jam, just like you said, we could brag on that person. But the reason we're talking about it is so when you jumped in that truck, you're like, wow, I just heard that driver, you know, bent that step. I, I got to be really careful today. You know, sometimes I don't pay attention. You know, or sometimes I'm I'm getting you know, I'm getting used to it because I I'm, I do it so often. Right. Let you me know? learn from that driver's mistake. Exactly. Or let me listen to you know them preach on the podcast. Stay six feet away from everything. Right. You know, or you know, let me not dump on a ramp sideways because I saw the video of what happens. You know, there's just things that we talk about. If you're paying attention, you're not going to do it. I think the question is, you should always ask yourself, how do I turn hindsight into foresight? So it's easy to say, wow, you know, look what just happened. That was a bummer, you know, or I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't turn that corner so sharp, or I wish I would have, you know, done something different, right? Well, 
why didn't you think about that before you acted right so i think everybody should try to practice preventative action or foresight stop and think before you act and before you speak i just know Ooh, shoot that was sounded terrible i wish i didn't tell my wife that or whatever you know right (laughs) or before you make a decision so here's a cool quote in light of your past experience your current circumstances and your future hopes and dreams what is the wise thing for you to do that's the andy stanley quote wow Mm. wow that's deep Mm -hmm. (laughs) huh Mm -hmm. yeah i mean super dave to you know add on top of that is the to learn from someone else's mistake you know i mean i i i I, i'll see an accident on the on the road you know and you go past it and you're like you can kind of put two and two together of what went on and you're like oh i guess i won't do that or you know just just things you know i i've talked about it so many times over the last year you know my son has been driving for over a year now and i mean i still just feel like i have all these endless stories when i'm with him you know, and you'll point a car out, and I, again, we've talked about that. You know, he's been watching us drive, pointing things out for five years, you know, at, at least, you know, that he's been in the front seat. And you could watch this guy, watch that guy, you know, go over the gore line when you're getting on the highway, or you, you just pick people out. You just know how they're going to drive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have those, you have those skills. They're not intuitions, they're, they're skills. You're, you're out there, you're, you're amongst, the people and you see him coming up in the mirror you watch him go by you see him go down the road and you're like i'm glad that guy's nowhere near me anymore or, you know whatever the case may be and that's the thing is if if you can learn from that other person's mistake mm-hmm. you know it's doesn't matter here at our company somewhere else different industry yeah i think in life just any of that just period yeah yeah for sure whatever you're doing yeah yeah and i think i i mentioned to jam too earlier that when when we talk about the guys that have had experience, guys and gals that had experience at different jobs where they may not be, you know, treated as well as they possibly could, you get that that beaten puppy syndrome, or you just get soured, or you get trained. You know, I think that's what happens to us when we're dealing with a lot. You know, as a leadership team is. We get soured. We get kind of the beaten puppy syndrome because we hear the same thing over and over. And, you know, when I mentioned about the high school reunion, you know, the, the people that came back and I talked to, they knew we had a family business. They know my mom and dad. You know, they, they know Dave. And, you know, they, they know I'm, I'm still working here and stuff. And there's always that question of how are you doing, you know, see your trucks everywhere, all that kind of stuff. And... You know, they tell their stories that, you know, they're in management or they're doing whatever. And they, they're, you know, their story ends with they're tired of people. They don't like managing people. They, they're, you know, Chuck manages or used to manage projects at a steel mill or a steel company. And they'd have to get this project out. They've known about it for weeks and they've had it scheduled to kick, I don't know, 10 boxes out. And the day the project starts, two people don't show up <laughs> and he can't get the project done. And, you know, know, whether it's a Monday call out or a Friday call out or whatever, you know, he's like, I got so tired of that because they knew of the project. They knew what we were counting on. And he goes, I I couldn't do that anymore. And he he basically, if I if I remember right or what he said, he just went back to sales, you know, Mm -hmm. or he didn't have to manage people. And what what I'm trying to get to is when when they ask me how things are going, I, I 
with a, a, a full heart, I can say, we have great people. We have terrific people. That's, that's, that is 100% of our, our uh, uh, culture. culture, you know. But do we deal with a lot? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Do we try to? Is there a is there a lot to take care of those a hundred wonderful or a hundred and fifty wonderful people? Yeah, I got my ass kicked last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People just you know all this. They poke the bear. They just keep poking the bear. They think it's unfair. They think all that. And yeah, Super Dave and, and Brother Dave, we talked a lot about the pizza and the pie last week in that podcast about so focused on your little piece of pie. And not the big picture, yeah. you know. A, a, as a leadership group and as as owners or bosses, man, we have to look at that big pie. You know, we have to look at that that one person that ran over the cinder block. As oh my God, who else do we have doing that? Right. You know, our, our safety topic that we're about to talk about is is uh, dumping on the ramps. You know, if we have one person doing that, what's the chances we have somebody else dumping crooked? Right. And you and pretty good, right? The the odds, Dave. Because <laughs> yep. I, I go in, I've never done that before. I see somebody do that. What am I going to do? I'm going to copy that or push it. Well, I know that driver did it. He got away with it. Maybe I could get away with it. Yeah, it must yeah. be okay. And, and you don't know because you maybe have more material in the nose of your trailer, or maybe it was loaded improperly and yeah. it's leaning. It's loaded more to that side, yeah. you know. And I just remember when uh, what's his name tipped that trailer over out at the light rail, Jim, and you went out there, and it was a cold morning, and the load was so far to one side you could see the bathtub ring on the floor of the trailer. Yeah. He had nothing on the one side of yeah. his trailer. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he just sent it up and tipped it over. Yeah, but he but he moved, Dave. Yeah, you know he did. that he moved with, you know, I mean to to set it up, he dumped. Hardly anything came out of the trailer. Just like you said, it was loaded to one side, so there's the problem. But then he raised it back up with, with, with I don't know, two tons on the ground and then tried to move. Yep. And we all talk about that. You can't move with a loaded trailer in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, it, does, it just doesn't work. And, but maybe he's seen somebody do that. Yeah. You know, right. maybe, maybe a trainer trained him that way in the summer. <laughs> you know, and... Cold morning, you can't do that. You mm-hmm. just—you you were just about to say, you know, winter's coming. We just talked about snow removal. What, it, what if the load freezes? It's so going to change could, the whole. Could be a month away. The whole game. Yeah, yeah. Just, Tell you the other night. This is off the subject a little bit, but didn't it feel like fall when you were going home? The rainy night. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. did because mm-hmm. it was raining so hard and it was so dark and I'm like, holy shit, this doesn't feel like August. <laughs> no, no, mm-hmm. not yet. Can't have that yet. So, yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't skip ahead too much, what, what else is, I mean, what about else about dumping on the ramps? I guess I, I mean, one thing I noticed is inter- interviewing the last couple new guys too in the last couple of days, they talked about hopefully they would be showing more tricks or more, right. more bad situations. So they understood how to handle the bad situations. And, you know, my kind of answer was, that's when you don't you recognize the bad situation. You don't learn how to dump in a bad situation. You recognize the situation, so it's not a bad situation. Yep. Recognize it and make it safe. Like yep. you said, either reposition, <clears throat> put some material on the ground on one side of your trailer, something like that. 
Yeah, 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 and we, you know, I know, I think we sent the one picture out of the of the truck dumping crooked on the plant at the on the ramp at uh, Plant Eleven. Um, you know, when we went back and looked through the video, uh, I probably maybe we'll delete this part out. I don't know, but the the truck was actually level, and the driver looked out the back window. But the thing was, is half the trailer is over on rock, loose rock, not a concrete ramp. Yeah, eight and, feet of stacked yeah, up rock. I'm so glad yeah, you bring that up. That, that because was because most of the time, Jim, we're dumping where there's a wall on this side and concrete on that side. Right. There is no wall right there. There, there is no nothing. So then, how's the style of dumping? If you don't bring the trailer to you, that trailer's going to dig down in the loose rock. Yep. You know, and, and that's not on the other side. Not on the other side. Okay. And then and then on top of it, so as as the loader's pushing it up, just like Jam just mentioned, piling material underneath your one tire, the video's not totally clear, but I can tell the rock is higher than the concrete ramp. Yeah. Giving you the illusion yeah, the loader. That, that you're level mm-hmm. because you're crooked on the ramp. You just fix the levelness because your trailer's six inches higher on the rock side. Yeah, you lucked out, but uh, you know, in all honesty, I, I got it. The driver looked out the back window, and the trailer was level. It's it's the what if. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The tractor. If you looked at the tractor, because it was slightly jackknifed, but you could tell the tractor was not level. Yes, and and the trailer did look level. You're right. So we got lucky on that one for sure. Yeah, two two of them, Jam. There's yeah. the one from yesterday, right? Yep. Yeah, and and so guys, we. Don't dump crooked on the ramp. We preach it. <laughs> we we talk about love and faith and and hope every day. We're talking about you know not dumping crooked. I have faith my trailer won't tip over today. Right? Every every day we're talking about that. Be straight on the ramp. You know don't don't dump in an unnecessary you know place. And then and then I I brought up in the email because we all looked at the picture and and you know nobody's sure of this or we haven't finished investigating. What if the loader's asking you to dump over there because the loader doesn't want to push something up or back all the way in the bend, you know, but, but you know it's crooked or go dump over there in the mud, you know, when you need to go, hey, I, I can't do that. You know, I'm not trying to argue with the loader operator. I'm not, it's just not safe. Or maybe I'm brand new. I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, just get out of the truck and tell him to do it. Just kidding. We'll, <laughs> exactly. we'll delete that part too. Or, or go well if I if I tip over, it's your fault. That mm. that goes over well, right? That right. works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's the captain of the captain of the ship? That's right. You are. Well, you know, I've thought before to tell people, and I've never actually done this, but this is a two hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment, and I don't know about you, but I can't write a check for two hundred thousand dollars. Right. Right. You know, and that that's the other yeah, thing too. Dave. You know right or wrong however we've done it we've never asked anybody to pay for a piece of equipment you know the damage anything like that we've always taken that on Mm -hmm. okay but what i want everybody to understand is jim said it earlier is as we make that mistakes those mistakes affect everybody you didn't pay the fifty six hundred dollars out of your personal pocket for that hood but all the rest of your teammates did yep Everyone did. Everyone It did. cost everyone, not just JFW. And it costs everyone. Exactly. So, you know, that step at $1,800 or $1,500, you, you didn't write a personal check, but you wrote a check out of everybody else's pocket. 
And that's where the piece of pie, the piece of pizza come into play is it affects us all. Bottom line, right, Jam? That's yeah. What, be- what, what benefits were we trying to add next year? Do we can, can we afford it if we're spending 50, 60 grand on incidental accidents? You know, that's just accidents in yards and pits and stuff like that. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And we, we talk about this podcast. I'm thinking, you know, we've mentioned this to a lot of our, uh, some of our competitors, some of our, our, our uh, vendors, you know, other trucking companies, other people. We've had, uh, you know, the state patrolman on. We've had Rick from Kenworth on and, and different stuff like that. And, you know, we've got a lot of, hey, that was a good idea. Hey, that's a good idea. Who, who else is doing something like this? passing on this kind of information right you know because we care and and we believe in being better all in all i i do think it works i mean you know we have our incidents and accidents or near misses and close calls but i feel it works when we when we talk to the majority of the fleet and Mm -hmm. the feedback we get and i mean i just feel like we're being impactful yeah yeah I, i i don't think it's not working i just I guess I wanted to talk about does does is it working enough? Does it work fast enough? Does it we you, <laughs> you no. know not, nothing is quick. We talk about time, but is it quick enough? <laughs> is it never? I well, mean, it's def- <clears throat> it's definitely impactful. I think, Jim. You know, I mean, to to brag on our wash bay, they pulled a truck in the wash bay last night that the driver was done early. He was in the yard by two o'clock. And the wash bay pulled the truck in to wash it. It was just on its scheduled wash day, one of the bulkers. And it had a flat tire on the trailer completely off the bead. Wow. Driver didn't catch that. What truck was it? <laughs> Driver didn't catch that, but the wash bay did. You oh. know, so here's a truck that could have possibly been headed to Pueblo or to Cheyenne at 3 o'clock in the morning with a tire completely off the bead. When there's nobody here to fix it. Just right? let's throw that out. Yep. Right. And our wash bay caught it. What does the wash bay do? Make our trucks look amazing. Right? And they wash trucks. But they had the forethought and the knowledge to go, that's not right. Hmm. I bet JFW can't make any money if that tire is flat. We should probably get it fixed. You know, but let's, let's, look at, let's discuss the other side of that coin just, just a little bit, Dave, because we've been discussing it. Okay? So, bulkers, they've been killing it. Cement shortage. Leaving early. You know, getting in late. Working there as many hours as they could work been doing all that so it's a little rainy yesterday we have a little bit of a slow day they could come in a little bit early and because they've been doing such a good job they're happy to be in and they take off early sure but they didn't do their pre-trip didn't do their post-trip didn't do the post-trip nothing but you know great because they've been working their ass off so much but they let off the throttle that little bit right so then if we wouldn't need just like you said leave at three o'clock or two o'clock if they wouldn't have done the the post trip then then drove out but then the other thing what time do we have a mechanic here not till five yep so it the whole that one time of taking the your foot off the gas the whole system broke down yep but did you deserve that one you know yeah you've been working your ass off we get that but you can't you just, but you have to do your job yes you can't you know i mean I, i'm going back to football about. season starting and nobody likes the guy or the team but bill belichick throws this out every week do your job do your job do your job right if they have a, a defensive back that just misses one tackle a game that's too much 
right? I mean, we just missed that tackle, right? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. We missed that tackle. We need to be better. You know, yeah. that that's the one time we hit the gate out of the 6,000 times we went in the driveway, but we missed it. You know, luckily last night, we the truck just happened to be coincidentally scheduled to be washed, and our wash bay is, is such a great team, they caught it, you know? It was an inside tire. It's not like they were looking at it from the outside, you know, washing the wheel, going, oh, I wonder if this tire should be on the bead. No, it was even an inside tire, and they caught it. So That's awesome. Kudos to the wash bay. Man. I love that. You know? Yeah. Good stuff. I am happy to say that the uh, Patriots dynasty is officially over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. But why were they so good, Dave? They had all the right pieces put together. They're people. You know, football and JFW, too, it's the same thing. When you have all those pieces that are working great and put yes. together in the in the right places, like, you know, our wash bay yeah. doing what they do. You know, yep. when you're washing a truck, and I know because I did it for 30 years, um, you see everything on that truck because you're cleaning it. You're pointing your wand at it. You're looking at it. Well, you see it if you're looking for it. Right, you see no, it. you see so many things that you you're not really looking for, but you're you're washing it, and then you're like, oh wow, you know that U bolt's broke. Sure, sure. I think you see things that you've been trained or have experienced to see. Right. You know what I mean? Like I always joke around with you, like you could smell a <laughs> bolt missing out of a tarp, <laughs> a tarp bracket, right? If if you didn't know to look at that or what it looks like when it's not missing, then you don't know. But the more experience you have and the more training and coaching you get, you get you learn to recognize things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. the whole yep. we want to be better. Yep. Right. Right. I hope so. Yeah. Your knowledge. You get you guys will have to be, help me with the name but the names, but not to keep talking about sports, but I know the new ownership team that just mm -hmm. bought the Broncos, every one of them during the interview, there was a sportscaster that talked about it. They thanked and praised Boland for what he had built. Wow. And Boland was there at every team meeting. You know, he had his hands on. You know, over the years, you talked about the only thing that mattered to him was winning. And you know the Super Bowls that the Broncos have won and all that kind of stuff. But if you look at the stature of people that just is the new ownership team, I mean, the Waltons. Okay, that's that's uh, Walmart, right? Yeah. Do you think they can, you know, I'm guessing because it's Walmart, but they can probably afford just about anything they want, you know? The son-in-law and the and the the daughter of of Walton, um, you know, they're they're probably pretty dynamic together. Okay, Condoleezza Rice, right? right? And was she Secretary of Defense? Secretary of State. State. Mm -hmm. Secretary of yeah. State. Um, I don't. You guys remember the other people? My, my uh, there was a couple others that I didn't recognize, but they were probably pretty intense people, right? You know, right, Dave. Well, they probably, could, as a group, could do anything they wanted to do, but they wanted a heritage of winning, and they 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 recognized what the value of that team was, and Boland did that, you know, and that's what we're trying to do is get people to recognize. What a team we are. Not to be bought by somebody, right. but to be recognized as a winning team, as as the Super Bowl team, as there isn't mistakes, as we, you know, oh, JFW, they just don't have truck drivers. They have drivers. 
you know <laughs> can we can we break that stigma right I, I mean you have to take that ownership <clears throat> excuse me you have to take that ownership and you know realize they're these are excellent people but what makes them excellent what do they do that some other people don't mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I mean you you don't just become excellent you you strive at that every day excellence is a is a bar you set you know randy and dispatch i love every time he says this it gives me goosebumps but he goes we're better around here because iron sharpens iron (laughs) you know and we've all heard that term but iron sharpens iron right i mean you have to have a better person that's willing to sharpen more iron (laughs) to make everyone better and that that bar just continues to rise yep don't hang out with butter knife people exactly exactly you know and i you know, this sounds terrible. I'm, I'm dropping onto the low road, you guys. But we had a haul out to St. George, and it wasn't the golf course last year. We used to haul lightweight out of – it used to be TXI before it was Trinity or Arcosa now. But anyway, we had a truck pull into the truck stop out there. And the first thing the driver did, he pulls right in like a 10-bay fuel island at a truck stop, and he gets out and drops his pants and takes a leak right there at the fuel island. People walking all around, doing all sorts of stuff. He had to pee so bad, he just – Pulls up to the fuel bay and starts peeing right there in the fuel bay on the asphalt. You know, however much he peed, the next truck was going to have to pull into it and stand in it or operate in it. And, of course, someone saw him, and we got a, a complaint call. This was a while ago, right? Yeah, probably every bit of five years, seven years, something like that, Jim. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is that better? That's not better. Is that excellent? Is that is that the best you've got? You you couldn't park that truck and run into the to the bathroom. You couldn't pull off the side of the road somewhere and at least hide, hide yourself yeah. on the side of the road. Everybody that, might right? think what that's what you're doing, but they don't see you. Do yes, that. yes. I, I mean, this four wheelers can go by, you know, past the fuel side over to the car side, and you know, I think that was one of the complaints we got. I think it was a woman that called in and right. I had just, a kids with her or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, Jim. over the yeah. years, we had a complaint just up the street at 5 o'clock in the morning. We had a driver go right up 53rd towards Quebec and throw all his trash out the window. I remember that. That's not, not, not a thousand yards from our office after driving in past the dumpster, driving out past the dumpster, having a trash can at the fuel island. Yeah. And drive down the street and throw all his trash. And I'm talking like a big old bag of, of McDonald's and trash and paper towel. And the neighbor called us and said, I, I hate you guys. Wow. Your I drivers are pigs. Your, your trucks are loud. They're noisy. They bounce down the street. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, and they just threw all their trash out their window in our yard. That sucks. You know, is, is that excellent? Nope, not our culture, though. That's yeah. not what we preach. Right? Do you think those people that just bought the Broncos do things like that? No. Right? Do you think they drag their trailer brakes if they were a driver? No. Do you think they would run over the cinder block? Do you think, you know, these are, these are items of excellence. They've became excellent because they've worked at it. They've tried to be better, right? There's, you know, they, they probably didn't park and not bump their tires, so they were successful the next day. Right. right, you know, and that's a deep subject too, Dave. Or I want to make it like profound: is who, when do you, when do you change that you think that's all right to throw your trash out? When do you? Is it because you've been treated so poorly you just don't care? I, I got, I'm angry. I got to get even with somebody. 
I got a, you know, somebody went by my personal house and threw trash in it, so I'm going to throw trash out. When when do you, you know, like like you said, how do we overcome that? Because that's that podcast. When, how do you get a person to think not to throw the trash out and don't be so angry over it? Yeah, I want to know what's wrong with you. There's it, so I'm going to just. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah it's just, this is just reminding me. So, so I'm at the gym the other day, and I'm just stretching. There's this dude, he's in pretty good shape. He's doing pull-ups or something, and he's got his shirt off. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's probably 70 degrees, 72 degrees in the gym, somewhere around there. Well, pretty big guy, and this little girl, she's an employee, little young lady, I should say. She's probably in her 20s. Has to walk over and tell the guy, hey, you need to wear your shirt. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's a policy. Mm-hmm. So his answer, he looks at her with an attitude, and he says, it's hot. And she says, I understand, sir, but you have to wear your shirt in the gym. And she walks away. I'm about to curse, but let me reel it back. <laughs> so this guy takes his shirt and he puts it around his neck. Like, oh, to, to. Sounds like one of our safety vests. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just like, I'm, I'm, you, you know, screw the man, screw this gym, screw your rules. I'm going to put my shirt around my neck like a scarf almost, right? And you know me, if it ain't part of my mission, I ain't get involved. Like, they're not paying me to tell them to put a shirt on. Ten years ago, I probably would have said something, but now I'm just like, not my business, right? But I was thinking, like, what's wrong with this guy, right? So He's the guy that's throwing his trash out the window. Because what did that to him, Jim? I don't know, but it gets better, right? So I'm thinking, whatever. Week goes by. I'm pulling in the gym on, like, Monday, and I'm parking, and here this same guy comes out <laughs> to his car, parked in the handicap spot. Oh, <laughs> man. Working he's, out. Working he's, out. He's that yeah, guy. There's, there's that handicap, handicapped people that go to the gym. No, I get and that. they get chairs or they got some other disability. Yeah. He, yeah. And he just, he's too cool to park in a spot like everybody else. He's too cool to wear a shirt. Wow. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, just and to me, that's the guy that throws and, the stretch and that, out. And that's what we're asking, right. Jim. Yeah. Some some of the stuff you had to deal with last week is like, <laughs> how can I help you? But what's wrong with you? What what you know? And does that make us we're the weirdos because we expect not to throw the trash out? Right. I mean, or there's, put the there's, shopping cart back. There's bad people in the world. Yeah, there is. And Dave. thank yeah. God, there's more good people. You know what I mean? Because that, that's a bad dude right there. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I just have trouble. I have trouble biting my tongue around them. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, it just ain't worth it to, to say something about yeah, it. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? It's going to go downhill yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I've got a friend who's got a cousin who's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And if he sees that person park and they're clearly not disabled, they don't have the disabled plates, they don't have the disabled signature. Slashes tires. It's kind of better than that, Jim. He's got a pair of side cutters that he carries right <laughs> in his wheelchair, and he rolls right up and snips the valve stem right off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And he usually does it on both tires on the same side he rolls past huh. and goes right on past the car and goes on in. And I, I, I'm not mad at that. Nope, I'm not either. I'm not that's, mad at that. That's just, you yeah. know, it gets my go-to when somebody's got that wheelchair thing hanging off their mirror Yeah, and they're not disabled. Right, you watch them get out of that car. Because it's the it's just, the, it's yeah, the it's wife or the brother or the son, mom's yes. car, mom uh-huh. car, yeah, car grandma's has. car, whatever. Yeah, yeah. grandma's uh, tag. Even. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't take it as personally, but until my wife's uncle, Uncle Joe, is in a wheelchair, 
and you know it, it doesn't make it right or wrong. I don't even know why I'm mentioning this part, but he rolled uh, Miata Dave something. Any, oh, yeah. Anyway, at 16 graduation, and, I thought a graduation, yeah, I think, 18, yeah, and and ended up paralyzed, waist down. You know, mm. and I don't think there was alcohol involved, just a bunch of high school kids screwing around. Going and too fast. Going too fast and rolled his car, and he, he's lived with his whole life. But mm. when we go, when he comes and visits, or I go down to Oklahoma's where they live and visit him and stuff, and we go to the restaurant, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, not that I'm parking in the wheelchair, but I'm like, oh, good, there's a place for Joe to park. You know, and but then you see people in it that aren't handicapped, aren't, you know, and you're thinking, damn, that guy's got to park clear down there. Got Are try- they excellent? No, right? No, and he's got to he's got to try to get his door open, and he cares enough. He's trying to get his door open and not hit the damn car beside him with his wheelchair, with the door, yeah. you know, and all that. He's trying to be excellent, and he just got screwed over. Right. Yeah, I'm getting off in the weeds here, but there's a video of a uh, couple pulls up. I think the girl's driving. Guy gets out, goes in the store. Well, the wheelchair the, in, in a handicap spot. Well, the handicap police comes. Just some guy who happens to be a concealed carry gun owner right he starts giving the girl shit about parking in a handicapped spot her boyfriend comes out sees the guy giving his girl shit well he starts smacking the dude up the dude goes down to his knees pulls out his gun and kills the guy that went in the store all because of a handicapped spot so one guy is dead because he thought somebody was yelling at his girlfriend and put hands on him. Probably didn't need to do that. The guy that shot the guy is probably going to jail because he shot somebody and he was potentially the initial aggressor because he was yelling. At, I mean, the whole thing just sucked. Right, yeah. yeah. Over over just over, not being excellent. Is that excellent? excellent. <laughs> no, nothing was excellent about that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, but it, it, it all goes together. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Is, is sweeping off your, your tailgate after dumping every load, is that excellent? Yes. Yes. Right? I like that. Right. I mean, just everything about what we do, it's up to you to be better. Right? It's up to you to set that bar. It's up to you to check the oil. It's up to you to keep washer fluid in there. It's up to you to clean your windows. It's up to you to drive correctly. It's up to you, you know, to check that truck out. It's up to you to bump your tires. It's everything is up to you. You set the bar. And, I think this podcast, you know, to, to come full circle, you know, we talk about is this podcast helping? This is the only way we can touch our people and and hopefully impact them. Yeah, and we haven't even made it mandatory. Like, I don't know how you'd make it mandatory to listen to this, but we encourage people. Right. Here, here's, right. here's, you we're, know, we're you, spilling our guts. You, you <laughs> ask, Jim, what, what makes people do that, right? What would make that dude throw the trash out? You know, when he drove past the trash can twice here in the yard, <laughs> you know, past the dumpster. I mean, he had four options that he could have thrown that trash away, but he throws it out a thousand yards down the street, right? To one of our neighbors that calls. Uh-huh. I take the call like, oh my gosh, right? We at this table, and I, I firmly believe this, we make each other's bar higher. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Cause right? Because we, we try to hold each other accountable. So, not, so, not- so here's my point. The, the bulk of drivers are alone in that truck. Mm. They're a renegade. They're a singlet, right? They're one. They're, they're, they're solo. There is no one there making that bar higher, right? It takes a lot of self, uh, not self-control, self, uh, 
Awareness, awareness discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe awareness. And I still don't think that's the word I'm looking for. But when you're by yourself, are you going to maybe do something that like you wouldn't do if someone was with you? Got to hold it, yourself accountable. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, that's why and, they say and I'm if trying you're to, trying, I'm trying to, to stop smoking or if you're dieting, you should have a buddy. Yeah. So you hold each other accountable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of an example like that, Dave. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I'm, I'm thinking of like when I'm off on the weekend, you know, and I'm not at work or something and Janet and Sam are gone and I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't know. Spray, I'm not going to put that paper plate in the trash can. <laughs> I can't even think of an example. You know what I mean? But, wipe, wipe but I feel Mars Lazy song. I, yeah. No, seriously, Dave. And I, I, you know, we've, that connotation has come up a lot. Oh, a lazy truck driver or whatever. And you know I hate to say that. Right. I hate hearing that. It right. just it yeah, goes through me. It's, right? You can't be lazy and do this job. No. no. You no. have to get up at 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning. You have to work 12, yeah. 14 hours a day. Yeah. Can, can you, you know, be lazy at any job, Super Dave, and be successful? Because even, even be successful, you can't, and no. be excellent. No. You yeah. can't and yeah. be I mean, excellent. Even, even yeah. you know, flipping hamburgers, if you... and I, I think those people are wonderful because I like to eat a good hamburger. But you can't show up late. Nah. Right? You can't sure. give your very best and be lazy at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we everybody. Good. No, we brought it up a, a lot yesterday because we had all that rain that came in. The concrete plants couldn't pour right. And I mean, let's face it. This time of year, if they get an opportunity to close and go home, they do. It's it's been a long summer, right? right. And you know, luckily we had a bunch of salt that came in that we were able to go haul. Mm-hmm. Right? We moved like a thousand tons or seven hundred tons. I forget what it was. Seven hundred. Yeah, clear out to Lyman yesterday, yeah, which was loads. Yeah, which was wonderful. I mean, that yeah, was, was just phenomenal, right? But we had to be sure to tell everyone to sweep out. Right. Right? Could you imagine delivering a bunch of salt with a bunch of sand in it? You know, it was raining out. It it sucked yesterday morning. I worked out in the rain all morning. I was soaked when I got back here to the office. I didn't have a jacket. I didn't have a cap. I didn't have anything. Just Worked out in the rain. That's just how it was yesterday, right? And uh, you have to be excellent. You have to set your bar. You have to reach for that. And I think as a, as a I'm going to use the word singlet. When you're by yourself, mono, alone, it's easy to lower that bar. Hmm. I, I just, I, I feel that. You know, you, 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 you know. I don't know. But when you get somewhere and one of your teammates does try to hold you accountable, which we run into sometimes, like, hey, driver, you know you shouldn't be bombing down the hill. F you, mind your business, drive your own truck. You know what I mean? That's yeah. when, when somebody does come alongside you to help you be excellent, you got to be able to receive that information. That's criticism. Co- coaching, about. like you said. Coaching, but, I, yeah. but again, yeah. I asked that, though. What has made them defensive in the first place? Mm. And what 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 ruined them that they're so defensive about not taking encouragement? Did they have that coach at one time that just yelled at them? Right. So it's easier to say "f you." And why weren't they that way in the interview? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, is that something where we're letting ourselves down or letting them down where nothing is good enough? Right, right. Like it, you know, we've said it a dozen times already. We went through that gate six thousand times and never hit it, but the one time we did, that's all we talk about. Yeah, right. we that it's, coach that's yelling, Dave. Yeah, it's never good enough, right? I, I mean, know. you know, uh, is it well, never there's good a fine line. Uh, go ahead. Coach Vince Lombardi was a yeller. We've all seen videos of him. Yeah, but he was a hell of a motivator. So you're on both sides of that line. You know, but, and you said it too that you have the moment where you need to yell, and then the moment you need to bring them back up as well. Yeah, yeah, I, we've we've heard that from from you know feedback 
you guys need to be more stern. You need to do a little yelling. I like the I like the safety meeting where you yelled at people. I liked it when you threw that wrench. Wrench at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember that. I yeah, do. I do. I've been around <laughs> long enough. I've seen both of you guys yell. <laughs> so, but yeah, it Isn't is. Isn't there sometimes it's needed though, Dave? I mean, Jim, that's what I'm talking about. On the back you or, or yelled at. You yeah, know, but when you, you say when someone's go ahead. epically failing at not doing their job on all these different levels after, you know, Jim's got 40 years in, I've got 35 years in. It is frustrating. Absolutely. It is mind blowing to us because that's our goal. That's our strive to be better. So, you know, when you have someone that's not doing it, you're wowed by it. You're exasperated by it. You're frustrated by it. You're, you know, how, how can that person be like that by it? You know, all of that stuff. But you say, it's never good enough. I feel like it's good enough. Like we're gonna we're gonna try to correct mistakes. Anytime somebody hits a block, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna try to correct it. We didn't fire that driver, you know. We didn't make the driver pay for the bumper. We didn't tell the driver they're not good enough. No. We didn't call them names. We didn't. No, tell we haven't them went through the videos, right, Jan? Yeah, we try to coach them up, and we're like, right. how how can we prevent this from happening again? And how can you spread the word to other drivers not to do what you did? Right. You know, the driver that did, that just hit the step last week, is that driver good enough? Hell yeah. Made a mistake. We need to correct that. Yeah. You know? So right. I feel like... Learn from it. Yeah. We're yeah. Pretty so it lean, doesn't happen again. We're pretty lenient as far as disciplinary actions and, you know, stuff like that. But, but we've got to talk about it. I mean, we'd be silly not to. But we're trying to be transparent, and we tell them what the bottom line is, right. just like telling everybody, hey, we're not making you pay for that out of your pocket, but it affected everybody. Right. That's that's the realism. That's right. not a lie. Right. You know? And that was, you know, there, there's an old saying or something where we got it, or I don't even maybe it was part of Mick, you know, where, where you know, uh, I'm a smoker, or my daddy's a smoker, I'm a smoker. My mom is fat, I'm fat. My family's poor, I'm poor. That's not that's not a realism. That is not what you have to be. So I guess if you've been mistreated, that's not that's not a realism. That's not the way it has to be. Yeah. Who whose parent was an alcoholic and they don't drink? Right? You know, whose parent was physically abusive and they don't ever touch their kids? Exactly. Whose parent was unemployed their whole lives and they got on to be a CEO of a of a Fortune 500 company? Like yeah. it doesn't you get to write your own ticket. Absolutely. I mean, there is there is advantages and disadvantages of where you started, but if you're hungry enough, you're going to make something happen. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, this is a really good story, too. And um, I read it in the paper last weekend, and Chris Beam probably will know because he's a huge Rockies fan. But there's this dude that just got promoted. He just got called up from the A-team, from the minors, you know. And uh, he's been playing on the minor Rockies team, and I don't know the name of it, for 11 years oh, wow <clears throat> and he's like i don't know 30 something years old i mean he's in the twilight of his of his career. physical shape and his career and stuff and he got the call and could you imagine that guy after 11 years of trying his very very hardest to get that call That's yeah awesome. having there you go never having, quit having the faith and yeah. never quitting never yeah. quit there's uh there's old wives tell about a guy he bought a gold mine <clears throat> one man and one shovel, and every day he goes and he digs for gold. <laughs> one man, one shovel. Yeah, one man, one <laughs> shovel. Just, you know. So he's digging for five years, let's say. And then he's like, you know what? There's just no gold here. I'm going to sell it. Sells a gold mine to, to a buddy of his. One man, one shovel. 
one scoop, he hits the gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of funny that I relate to that jam, and the only reason why is up there at Taylor Park where we were on vacation last week. We motorcycle up there, and it it started as a gold area. I mean, oh. there are literally tens of possibly hundreds of mines. Oh, wow. And they're all back in the 1800s, and... You know, I, everyone has this concept of a mine, and I, you know, mine. I, my personal concept is, like, you see this equipment, you see this machinery doing all the work, and you go to these mines up here just to get to the mine. Number one is a workout. Huh. You know, you're you're ten thousand feet. You're approaching tree line. You're, I mean, it's it's amazing to get up just to these locations, right? And then this mountain. I mean, you're literally on the side of a mountain. And there's all this, I'm just going to call it ore, but all the material that was removed from the mine that creates, you know, because they just start dumping it. Mm-hmm. And tailings. They, yes. It's called tailings. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. And, and they dump it and they dump it, but it's level going out, right? The whole mountain. You're on the side of a mountain, but they've created so many tailings out, you know, this is all by hand. Huh. These people did. It was one man, one shovel, or ten men, ten shovels, and it is just—it is mind-boggling when you yeah. go up there. How big these mines are, how deep they were, how far in the mountain they went, and and then you think, well, how come none of them are still open? Right. Right. How come it's not like, uh, you know, these other possible gold mines? And then it kind of makes you think, well, gosh, the technology they had then, with what we have now. Right? Could you just go to one of those tailings piles huh. and capture, you know, more gold than they even knew they had? Right. Right. So yeah, just the yeah. hard they work. They did that a couple seasons ago on uh, the Gold Rush show. Yeah, right. Tony to go back Beat, through. Tony Beats went back and uh, re-ran all of the tailings piles uh-huh. on his property. Came out with like I don't know how many more ounces, six hundred more ounces of gold oh, wow. or something. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Your story reminds me. We hiked uh, Royal. Royal Arch a couple weeks ago. Bella came with us, fucking rocked it out, right? <laughs> it's just crazy. I got do, my Do you app. need a timestamp on that? Nah, we'll just see. <laughs> it's not the first time it's okay. happened. Right. Anyway, um, I got I have my pack on. It was probably about 30 pounds, and 30 pounds, I'll tell you what, man, it's heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't heavy at the beginning, but, but you're up there, and there's like somebody built steps out of railroad ties. It's like... You know, are they helicoptering the rail- railroad right. ties in? Like, right. how did they do that? Or there's their steps made out of these big flat stones. Like, who moved that stone over there? Like, I can't uh, just getting up there is like it's work. Yes. And then imagine getting up there and then like working. It's, yeah. It just blows me yeah. away. Yeah. You yeah. know, those trails are prepared usually by volunteers. Right. Yeah. 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 They got it. But heli- they were created. By the people that worked there, Dave, that mined those lands or, or whatnot. Oh, those mines, yeah. 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 I'm talking about the, the trails that jams sure. walking in sure. national parks and things yeah, like that. Yeah, maintained by yeah. volunteers. Yep. Yeah. You know, that want somebody else, they care enough, they want somebody else to enjoy our excellence of our beauty. Right. Yep. And a perfect, yep. perfect place to be excellent, though, right? You've all heard of Leave No Trace, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely, right? So, Jim. You know, Bella doesn't know. She she sees a rock. She picks it up. Ah, oh, I can't wait to take this rock home. I'm like, no, you got to leave the rock. Why, Daddy? Well, because we're going to leave no trace. Nobody's going to be able to tell that we were here. We're going to leave it the way we found it. Yep. So, a little lesson for, for Bella. Yeah. So. Yeah, very cool. You guys got anything else? You want to move on to questions from the audience? Yeah, let's, let's do it, Jim. 
Of course, Troy Hunt texts me right when we're rolling in his usual fashion. Troy Hunt, question from the audience. After a three-year pay increase, when is the next increase and how much? <laughs> when do proceeding raises, raises occur? Is there a top out? So yeah, this isn't new news. So we used to, the base pay was 27%. You would top out at 30.5%. We gave everybody a 3% raise. So the base pay is now 30%. You top out at 33.5%. And then the rest of the ways you make more money is when we get pay raises on our rates, that trickles down to you. Yeah, nobody ever recognizes that. You could get a pay raise every six months if there's a possibility of a haul changing. And then any new haul jam, right. it's always priced at the new rates. Right. So you're getting 30% of the new rates. Yeah. That's that's a big thing that people just don't recognize is you, you continually here get a pay raise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say... You know, if a guy gives the same effort every year, his pay is going to go up. Absolutely. You know, yeah. plus the benefits, stuff Absolutely. like that. But an actual pay increase, once yeah. you're topped out, you're topped out. You know, but that should be a pretty good living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Safety topic of the week we already covered, dumping on the ramps. That, mm-hmm. that brings us to the high road hauling. Have we covered dumping on the ramps clear enough? I know we've said not to, but I mean, have we described to be square and... Facing straight down the ramp, not at an angle. On concrete. Uh, not up on the rock pile. <laughs> not on the rock pile. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just did. You know, right. <laughs> but, but, I mean, we hadn't physically said those words. Right. We, What's yes. obvious to us and, and some others Absolutely. isn't obvious to everyone. You yes. know? So that's that's part of the be better, right? Yeah, yep. Don't be on somebody else's pile. Don't back the trailer up on it. Don't back up and hit the pile and tear your mud flaps off. Yeah, you know, usually don't drive draw forward the, when the trailer's three and a half stages in the right, air. Right, don't move. Wait till the, it comes out of the nose. You know, don't make the little trail piles with your mud flaps down the ramp so the next guy's got to spin through or dump on your rock. You know, sweep your gate off. You know, look around. Make sure you haven't lost a mud flap. That's all that stuff there on the ramp. Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Super Dave or Dave Moore? Spit some preach about it. Love and hate and warfare. I think we've got it. (laughs) Did you want to say anything about the state of Colorado, Heidi Ganahl, Jared Polis? I saw a Joe O'Day commercial on TV last night. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Was it for him or against him? It was for him. It was him. I, I saw what he looked like. It was approved by him? Well, you can. I'm assuming uh, he was talking about working for the state of Colorado, not Republicans or Democrats. I'm working for the state of Colorado and this country. Interesting. It was good. It was a good commercial. Very positive. We we can say, in all honesty, though, Jim and and both the Daves here, that uh, come December, there's a new program that your governor voted in um, Uh, that he signed. He didn't vote in. We didn't vote it in. He put it in. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you. Yeah. Let's, let's leave that program. Let's, yeah. not, let's not give anybody ideas, please. Let's just leave that one alone. Well, it's funny. The um, topic we talked so much about today was about excellence. Because the high road hauling that I found an article in, and wrote this out was two weeks ago because I went on vacation for a week. And I didn't give it to you guys because I was being selfish and I wanted to read it myself. Because <laughs> Jan was giving me a hard time yesterday. Man, you didn't have a high road hauling set up for us. I was like, well, yeah, I did have one, but I'm keeping it for me. But 
This week, we're talking about the difference between success and failure. It's all about your mindset. It happens time and time again. Two people have the same background, education, similar upbringing, goals, and desires for themselves. One person experiences all that they desire, and the other person fails or gives up. What's the difference? Well, the difference is their mindset. The mindset is the foundation of any endeavor, relationship, or lifestyle. Without a strong foundation, any goal will crumble when the storms inevitably come. Excuse me, inevitably come. Here are the nine drivers that cultivate a mindset of mastery. And that mastery, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about mastering our craft. Right. And doing it as best you can, you know. Right. And whatever that craft is. For us, it's end dumping. Number one, purpose. Only 20% of success can be attributed to how things, how you do things. The other 80% is dependent on why you do them. What is your purpose? You ask yourself what you want to do something, um, what you want to accomplish, how will it enhance your life? Focus on the positive or the pleasurable reasons you are motivated to take action. Often we are driven by negative or loss or failure of a goal. Be careful that you don't associate pain with action. So in other words, you're supposed to associate success with your why, not failure with your why. Uh, Number two, contribution. Purpose comes from helping others. Create something that solves a problem or meets a need. That's how you earn attention and trust. If you only focus on yourself, no one will follow you. To create this contribution mindset, get in the habit of giving, even if it's a small amount to your favorite cause or change to the homeless. This puts you in a state of abundance rather than scarcity. Three, belief. uh, Behavior follows belief. If you must believe you are capable of success, you also have to believe in what you are pursuing. If you don't, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Four, commitment. The ancient Greeks arrived on an island they wanted to conquer. They purportedly burned their boats. With no possibility of retreat, they were forced to go all in. And that's that, we we heard about it before, no plan B. No plan B. Yeah, right? Yep, yep. (laughs) Right? How can plan A succeed if you're already working on plan B? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, Focus. Commitment and focus go hand in hand. Finish what you start and don't get distracted. You don't have to do everything at once. Concentrate on your goals. Don't compare yourself to others. Six, number six, patience. Be patient. Trust and enjoy the process. Focus on the long term and set realistic expectations. Then take a moment to acknowledge yourself and celebrate those milestones. Number seven, grit. You must be willing to hustle and grind. Do what most people won't do. Uh, get what most people don't. Don't blame anyone else. The only failure is giving up, so keep going. If something doesn't work, try something else. Number eight, creativity. I see a lot of people go through life without thinking for themselves. You can't just follow or copy what everyone else does. How can you stand out? Get creative and try different things. And number nine, growth. Don't try to do it on your own. Find someone who has achieved the results you want and then learn from their mistakes and successes. For every hour you spend learning, spend three applying what you've learned. Mastery comes through repetition. And life is a never-ending journey of constant learning and improvement. 
True mastery comes from living it. Take action consistently and you will see results. These principles apply to all of life. So ask yourself with a mastery mentality, what's possible for your life? And the quote today is, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand by Vince Lombardi. Hey. So, pretty good, uh, pretty good talk about success today. Yeah, what, what, like almost at the bottom there, Dave. One of the quotes, or not quotes, but uh, one of the things you said was something, and then practice it three hours a day. Yeah. What, so, can you just read that again? Sure. I, I started says, to write it down, and I lost it that fast. <laughs> For every hour you spend learning, spend three applying what you've learned. Ah, interesting. Mastery okay. comes through repetition. Right. Like it, then it doesn't become a habit until you do it. What is it? Was it ten thousand hours or ten thousand times or well, something? Ten thousand hours. You're you're uh, an a, expert. A, an expert. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think sixty-one times, and then it becomes a habit. There, there's a number. Yeah. I what there it is. is. Twenty-three. Yep. Twenty-one. I don't know something yep. like that. Awesome. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys got final thoughts? Yeah, I have a, a couple quotes. Um, just looking around for, for the final thoughts this morning here is uh, Pablo Picasso. And everybody knows who Picasso is. Um, I thought it kind of fit when we, when we talk about work. He goes, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. You know, and I was just like, wow, that's, that's pretty deep. You know, to be inspired, you have to be working. You know, and I, I, I think to myself, because I'm sitting watching some TV show on the, on the TV, I'm not very inspired, but I'm not working very hard either, right? <laughs> um, right. And the, and the last thing I wanted to mention is um, Anais Nin, I think is how you, how you say the name, but says, we don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. Uh -huh. And I think that's pretty much how, how the whole podcast has went. And something I want to mention is one of the trucks are here in the shop, one of the hoods that we're getting rid of. And it's one of the trade-ins. And it's pretty dirty. Looks like it's been up at Morris in the last couple of days before we pulled it off the road. And has, you know, that dirt, that dust, that grime all over. It has the spots. Could be from fries, too. I says From his bin. From the bin, yeah, either Morrison or yeah, fries. Yeah, strip down the hood. Strip down the hood, and when the when the hood was open in the shop, I think we have the transmission out of it, redoing it because excellence. We won't even we won't even sell a truck that doesn't have what eighty percent brakes on it, Dave. What did we? What's yeah, the new brakes? We have to put new brakes. New brakes on it. Eighty percent. That's not good enough. We put new brakes on yeah. it. Yeah, eighty percent tires. Eighty percent tires. Yeah. Well. The, this truck has a transmission problem. We ran it that way, nursing it along, knew we'd get rid of it. So anyway, we got the transmission out of it. So um, with the truck sitting there, somebody's come up and wrote something in the dirt on the hood. And, you know, you guys can look at it any way you want, and, and me and Dave, and, you know, this saying here, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Okay, that's mine and Dave's truck, right? You know, but it's also your guys's truck. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. But 
you just took and wrote on somebody's personal vehicle. Could have been that driver's truck that he was still in, but you wrote on somebody else's vehicle or thing or you, you keyed their hood because if you realize it or not, when you scratch or do that, how you're able to make that mark in the dust, dirt, is because you scrubbed the dirt off of it and you... you well, you wrote it with grit. Yeah, Instead you, of writing with a pencil or a pen on paper, yeah. you used grit with your finger to grind into the paint. It's basically like taking a little piece of sandpaper on your fingertip yeah. and grinding it into the paint. That's all it is. Yeah, It's the same thing whether it's on paint or whether it's on our aluminum trailers. Yeah, exactly. If you've ever seen somebody write a smiley face or something on the back of one of our aluminum trailers, you wash it, that's still there. Yeah, because if you've ever... Because it was grit sanded yeah. in. Yeah, because if you've ever waxed a car with a power buffer... You see the power buff marks. Yeah. I mean, they show up. That's yeah. the same thing. So how, how you guys see it and how we see it, but this is where we're seeing it from is you just wrote something that will be in the hood forever yeah. unless somebody tries to remove it. But the funny thing about what was written as the hood was it was a positive quote. <laughs> It wasn't like, hey, F you or something like yeah. that, or we're all idiots or something like that. It was a positive quote being positive, but you wrote a positive quote in the dirt on a hood that you scratched in, and, and it's, it's just, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, right. my final thought, Jam, is that's how they see it. This is how we see it. Right. How can we all see it to bring excellence to the table? Got it. I just looked it up, Dave. Why historically people have thought it takes 21 days to create a new habit. Recent claims have pushed that number up to 66 days. Oh, wow. Hmm. I was really close on 60, both. Yeah. 66 huh. days or 66, 66 repetitions. Days. In fact, the most recent significant study shows that it could take anywhere between 18 and 254 days to form a new habit, which averages to about a 66 days. But I added 254 and 18 and divided by two and came up with 136. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't under, I don't understand that. That's so, too logical. Yeah. It takes anywhere between 18 and 200, either three weeks or a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I thought it was times, though, not days. Right. But days. I wonder how many times a day. Is that just once a day? And know. after 21 days or 66 days, it's a habit? I don't know. Just keep working out something and you'll get better at it and it'll good be point. a habit. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah, because yeah, I view that as the, the three weeks, it's kind of a habit that you can do, but at the year, it's a habit you do automatically. Right. right. You yeah. can't, That's you, the habit, right? You, the habit. You yeah. can't leave the house without doing it. Right. But you can you can make that basket as a habit because you've practiced it for three weeks. Yep. Got it. Did Final you, thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, be better even though someone's not watching or holding Ooh. you to a level. I like that. Integrity is picking up dog poop when nobody's watching. Amen. I do that because yep. I don't want to be that guy. Right. We're think- out and we're taking a – we did it all last week. We were out walking our dogs in the middle of nowhere, and they'd poop, and I'm like picking it up in my bag. You know, it's like I don't care if there's coyote scat on that trail because right. there was. There was a bunch of it. I'm picking my dog to poop up. Yep. And right. you also yeah, wear your coyote poop. I thought about it. That's going. <laughs> that's going above and beyond. But yeah, you'd, you'd wear your shirt it. in the gym, and you wouldn't park in a handicap spot yep, either. No so. doubt. 
Yep. I got my final thoughts to quote as well. It says, uh, most people don't want to be part of the process. They just want to be part of the outcome. But the process is where you figure out who's worth being part of the outcome. And that's by Alex Morton on Mindset. Hmm. Wow. I like that. Guys, yeah. you, can ta- you can talk about so much. Jim. All that did was remind me <laughs> of getting off the island. Huh. You might have 50 people on that island. Right. Two of you are going to get it off. But because that person can get you off, he's going to take you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Wow. Yeah, that's the saying, too. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Yeah. The journey but, is. But people just want to be along for the journey. They don't want to work on the destination. Mm-hmm. They just want to reach the destination and not work on a journey. Yeah. 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 Hence, win the lotto. <laughs> And 90% go broke. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and I'll give a quick shout out to Casey, right? Because, and, and I'm not trying to say everybody needs to do this, but here we are, we got Yard 23, right? There's a lot of work that needs to be done over there. I think about, I can't wait in two years to be in that new place. Right. right? I'm going to be part of the outcome when I get there because I'm just busy over here, right? Casey comes in after work and he starts pushing dirt over there. He's part of the process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's Does that awesome. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Jim. I, shout I, out, I, Casey. I want to throw a show that, shout out to him because when I left, I was in town last, not not three days, not five days ago Saturday, but the week prior on that Saturday, it was my Saturday, I worked, and we had sent Casey up to pick up the new loader we bought, new used loader to us, but uh, it came with a fork attachment, obviously the bucket, and then it came with a big-ass snowplow. I mean... Mm. When I saw pictures of it, I'm like, oh, we got a snow plow. And then when Casey showed up with it, I was like, oh, my God, we have a snow plow. Like, this is a freaking plow, right? <laughs> and, you know, one of our things, he had to go up to Grand Junction and get it. Well, you can't come back down I-70 over 80,000 pounds, even though we have an overweight permit for the low boy, right? Because that is a divisible load. Well, we knew we'd be over 80,000 pounds. And I'm like, Jim and I are doing the math on it. We're, we're businessmen. We're like, well, we don't want to send two trucks you know, that's a 600-mile day, 14-hour day up to Grand Junction and come back. And I'm like, Casey, we think you can get all this on, you know. And, you know, originally we had Dustin set up to go help him. And then, like, out of nowhere, Wagner was like, hey, what time is your driver going to be up there? We're going to have a guy help load and whatnot. And anyway, make a long story short, Casey busted butt. He was up there between 7 and 7.30 loaded all this stuff and i mean you guys he stacked it like a puzzle i i left the west yard at i don't know three o'clock and i called him and i'm like hey when are you going to be at the yard you know blah 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 and i forget i'm saying these times but he's like oh I, you know deal shows i'm going to be in there 5 5 30 i'm like well i'll come back give you a hand and he's like okay you know thanks i can use it and when someone says that <laughs> it's because they need help right you know what i mean and i'm like i'll, I'll be there you know and anyway i went home spent a couple hours at the house on saturday afternoon and told the wife i'm like hey i gotta run back and help you know casey he's got to unload and stuff and when he pulled in i i looked at like the puzzle piece he created Ah. you know i mean he took like the forks scooped up the bucket put the snow plow in the end of the bucket like tied it all together placed it in the belly of the Ah. where the wheels are on the low boy and then put the loader on one direction and you know had to stay one direction with the loader and then hook up to it with the low boy and then move the loader back because the neck was in a i mean this wasn't just something show up throw on the trailer and call butt you know what i mean it was it was a purposeful load and time consuming and thought and he just pulled it off with nice zero what on my end 
felt like zero effort. Huh. You know what I mean? And I guess, you know, kudos to Casey. So thank you, Casey, for doing that. He also had to go all the way around. You know, he had to go south out of Grand Junction down, down to Montrose. To Montrose and, on Highway 50, yeah, over, huh? Yeah, I'd come wow. all the way home through Fair Play over Kenosha, yep. yada, yep. yada, yada. You know, uh. I mean, not an easy day, not a short day. You know, long week to top it off the last day of the week. And, yeah, just, just pulled it off with, with no hiccups, man. Had all his signage on, had all the flags on, had, you know, just... Did it right. It was it was pretty awesome, man. I was pretty proud when he pulled in the yard. I was like, "Great job!" I, it it made me feel good because when I saw it all, I'm like, "That's the shit." Right. Somebody had to see that going down the road. That's go, excellence. That is excellence, right, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, we we didn't go into that detail, but you had that note on there. We did thank Casey. Oh, last, I didn't know that last week. But it but that, uh, that's my point. I'm going to make. I, I won't. I could have interrupted you, Dave, and said, hey, you, we already did that. Sure. But we're bragging about excellence. Here's the thank you cards yeah. from the wives, and, and what that's excellence. Yeah. They just practice excellence by sending that yeah. back to us. When will that circle stop? Maybe that circle should never stop. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I did want to touch on something on the thank you cards, you know, because we – I feel like we get a, a fair amount in, I, we, I think. We do. We probably didn't read somebody's, Dave, if you're going to go there. I, no, I wasn't going to, but I was going to say, you know, because I, I mentioned, you know, I was out. I actually had vacation last week. We were here the week before, but we didn't do a podcast. And then the week prior to that, I wasn't here, and you guys did the podcast, but I wasn't on vacation. I mean, I wasn't at work, so you'd think I'm on vacation. But we took 40 kids from our swim team, and my wife and I and two other uh, teammates were uh, chaperones for the 40 kids out to a big swim meet in California. And, you know, through that process, you get to know the kids, you get to know the families, right? These are, this is a family, my, my son's been on the swim team 12 years. And so you get to know these people, you get to know the kids, you get to know the moms, the dads, whatnot, you know. When we got back, and, and over the last two weeks we've been back, we have gotten almost 10 thank you cards mm. from 10 different families. Yeah. For See? Janet and I chaperoning and and Starbucks gift cards and you know thank yous and it, it's 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 pretty it feels good and you didn't do it for that did you Dave? oh no way no right. way yeah right. yeah you do it for the kids yeah, yeah. forty kids forty kids Dave. that's a lot of kids Dave <laughs> and everyone were great huh. everyone Dave it's it it was fun it was it was once in a lifetime awesome you guys want to hit the creed and we'll yeah. get out of here. Absolutely. All right. Together, Together we, we face, face and overcome all that stands before us. Together, Together we are accident-free. Together, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together, we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together, we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together, we are the JFW family. I think we need to practice reading together. (laughs) Right? Together we read. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye, guys.